0: Before we get to today's guest, if you find marketing confusing and you aren't sure how to get more leads and clients online in a way that's aligned with your values, book a free call with me to talk over your best options for a heart-centered funnel. That will be at www.increaseyourimpact.life slash book a call. Now on to today's interview for another aspect of heart-guided business. everybody. I am here with Jay Fairbrother and um, I will first mention that my background looks different for those who are watching it on video. I am visiting my aunt's cottage in New Hampshire so hopefully the Wi-Fi signal is strong and everything goes well. I think it will Um, but we have such a great topic today that is a big challenge of mine talking about our prices and as Coaches, course creators, service-based entrepreneurs, people, um, and and people who want to be of service and therefore hate to ask for money for what they're doing. So take it away, Jay. Tell us how to fix this problem.
1: (laughs) I don't know if I can fix all this problem in 20 minutes. Yeah, there's no magic button. There's no easy pill. Um, So, you know, first of all, I struggle with my own pricing for my own services. And I actually started to even look around to, you know, look at, are are, are there things out there which help with that specifically for this type, you know, a coach, a speaker, a course creator. Oh, and yeah. frankly, I couldn't find much. Um, and really what this came out of um, for me to get into teaching about pricing Was because over the last couple of years, um, one of the things that I do is sales coaching, and I specifically work with coaches and speakers uh, in helping them get better at the one-on-one selling conversations that typically are required to get high-end coaching clients. Right? You can, you know, you're a master at building funnels for products that might not necessarily need that high. You know that. Whoops! Am I still here? You're still here. Okay, sorry. My screen just went blank. So, <laughs> um, so uh, I'm sorry about that. So, anyway, um, you know, for a lower end product, just for random purposes, say under a thousand dollars, you know, you can typically get people into, uh, you know, into your programs through a marketing funnel. But to get those high end clients, you know, typically requires that selling conversation. And um, so I've worked with over a hundred coaches over the last couple of years, one-on-one helping them get better at those selling conversations. And my approach to that is that, um, you know, most sales training that's out there and most people who are offering sales coaching for this type of audience, it's all based on corporate selling. Um, you know, right. there's a lot of people out there that's you know, spent their career in a corporate sales environment and now they're coaching uh, coaches on how to sell. And it's just a different thing. I mean, the, the, the corporate selling environment is what I call more of a, a sort of patriarchal uh, uh, approach, um, meaning that it's often a win-lose situation. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I get the sale, I win, you lose kind of thing instead of a win-win, which is how most coaches want to operate. Um, because we're here to help people. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked, but
0: um, that's a really good point. I hadn't never thought of that.
1: Yeah, so um, I, so my background is thirty plus years as a serial entrepreneur. I have founded, bought and sold multiple seven figure businesses. And throughout all of that, I've done a lot of building sales programs from scratch for companies, for uh, employers. And I've always taken the approach of, um, for instance, not hiring people with prior sales experience and, and taking somebody you know, who's got some basic skills wow. and training them in a different kind of approach. So I've been doing that for a long time. But these last couple of years working with the 100 plus coaches, you know, invariably in those coaching conversations, I ask about their pricing. And you know, and, and in a conver- in a sales conversation, how do you respond to the question? Well, how much does it cost? Mm-hmm. And what I've learned through that, going through that, is that first of all, most coaches um, really falter in that one on one selling conversation when asked about pricing. Like you can see changes in their body language and their voice tone, and and you can just see the lack of confidence oh. uh, when they when they approach that question, and. You know, in sort of digging further in, you know, i realized that most coaches, you know, kind of their system for developing their prices was the equivalent of like throwing a dart against a wall. Um, you know, it was just, well, I kind of look around at people doing similar things and I follow what they're doing, figuring it must be working um, instead of taking a sort of systematic and, and strategic approach to at least factor in all the things you should think about before you create prices. Mm. Um, And I'll just give you one little example of that, which is that I've worked with a lot of coaches who, you know, actually try to put some strategy or, or I help them, you know, in crafting pricing and packages. Um, And then I say, and they're all happy with it and, and, or they've already launched it and they've got it out there going and I'm going like, okay, well, what about affiliates? Have you thought about, because obviously a great way for us to yeah. promote ourselves is other people's audiences, right. To find JV partners and affiliates and other people to promote what we're doing. And I've just found so many situations where coaches have these prices and they're like, Oh, I never even thought about you know affiliate commissions. Well, maybe I can add 10% or oh. give 10% commission. And frankly, most JV partners, especially those with any kind of a, a sizable list, they just aren't getting excited about 10%. Um, You know, you've got to think more in the lines of 30-40% to even get their attention, uh, sometimes even higher. So just little things like that um, led me to develop this new program I have uh, called the Pricing for Profits Masterclass, where I provide a template, uh, which I created the ultimate pricing formula, which goes through all the things you want to factor into your pricing decisions, your the way you create your packages um, and tries to address some of the many mistakes that I've seen over the past couple of years, coaches are making with mm-hmm. their pricing.
0: That sounds fantastic. <laughs> I love formulas.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, this just, just takes into account, you know, everything from, You know, where you are in your journey, Um, are you just starting out? Do you have some traction or, you know, have you already, you know, created yourself as a true expert and authority in, you may be an expert in authority in your own eyes, but does your, you know, prospect base view you as that authority, that expert, Um, because that affects, you know, the prices you're able to get and just things like, you know, your niche, who, what pond you're fishing in and then your avatar you know who is your ideal client and what is wh- where are they at in their journey because it's the same thing if i'm targeting people who are just starting out in coaching and i have a ten thousand dollar high-end coaching program well certainly there are some a few people out there that can you know dip into their savings or whatever they're doing to to you know do that and and we'll take that leap but not many You know, most beginning coaches, right, they're looking for programs they can invest to at a lot lower price point. Um, So it's just a matter of that alignment and making Mm -hmm. sure that your pricing matches where you are, where your customer is, and then start to factor in things like, you know, what's the value of the outcome or transformation that you create? Um, And one of the biggest fears that people coaches have is, well, if I raise prices, I'm going to lose clients. Mm -hmm. And while that may be true, especially if you just willy nilly decide to, you know, I always say the, the easiest way to create more profit in your business is with a single keystroke, meaning just raise your price. But if you just do it without any justification, thought strategy, you might lose clients. And part of the ultimate pricing formula is to look at ways that you can increase the perceived value, because that's the only thing that really matters in the end, uh, to increase the uh, perceived value of your offers using things like bonuses and scarcity and exclusivity and risk reversal, um, and really go through and say, okay, well, if I can add those kinds of things to increase the perceived value of my uh, product or program or course then I can raise the price and probably not lose any clients. And then the last thing I'll add on, on that part of it too is that with high-end coaching programs, which is kind of the holy grail for most coaches, right? We all want high-end clients and, and those paying us in thousands of dollars, not hundreds. In the high-end programs, a lot of times, if you, you know, raise your price, say from $2,000 to 2,500, yes you might lose some clients but in my experience over 30 years running all types of different businesses typically the clients you would lose from that kind of a price jump are often the ones that aren't your ideal clients anyway um Mm -hmm. often the ones that end up requiring more time more work uh they're they're the you know people who might not do the work that's required to have success in your program so sometimes, you know, when you're talking that high end level, losing a few of those clients is actually, a, you know, helping your business, not hurting your business.
0: Makes some well, room. It makes room for better fits.
1: Yeah. Well, you think about all the time you're saving by in, investing in those high maintenance clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, part of what we do in the in the master is we I, I actually have a spreadsheet where you can play around with prices and tiered pricing and that kind of thing to kind of see what, what kind of effect it might have. But part of what we do is show examples of, okay, you know, if you raise your price from 2000 to 2700, you know, it would take, you'd have to lose this many clients and still be breaking even. And in most of those examples, when I do it, especially on, on like a coaching thing or a live uh, thing, you know, people's, you know, instinct as to how many people they might lose is usually far less than what they could lose and still break even i don't Mm. know if i explained that right
0: yeah yeah that yeah that makes sense yeah so can you go back to the part about um the value of the transformation that you're providing because i think that's something that's so challenging to quantify for some some of us have businesses where it's like a really obvious roi but for a lot of coaches, I don't know if they can put a number amount on the transformation.
1: It's a great point, point. Um, and let's just say that it is more difficult. Certainly, if you cannot translate that value into some kind of a dollar figure, if you if your value that you're providing is around lifestyle or mindset or um, uh, you, you know just positioning and that mm-hmm. kind of thing that you know it is it is more difficult to say well the program is worth this much in in terms of actual value so what i do in my sales coaching is we talk a lot about um painting the picture of what that transformation looks like and what that what outcome you know how that changes their life um and, and i'll just give you know one sort of example is that you know, maybe your coaching or program helps people to, uh, ex- you know, move in their career. Um, so, it, you know, what I coach people to do is then have that conversation of, okay, well, let's say this all works, right? Let's say that this you you get this outcome that that you're looking for, and that I think I can help with. What does that translate into in, in terms of your life? And in this case, in this particular example, maybe. Like, well, what's the value of that next promotion? If you move up a level in, in the ladder, corporate ladder, whatever you're in, you know, what does that look like? Is, you know, are you talking an extra ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars a year? Um, and, and what does that look like over the next five to ten years in terms of uh, value? Again, so you, that's of get,
0: so you kind of get the lead to do it for you to to quantify what that value is to them personally. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Um, and, and that's one of the, I, my sales uh, coaching, I call how to sell just like you coach. And the reason is that most coaches um, don't do exactly that. They think when they get in a selling conversation, suddenly it's about them pitching or them, you know, spouting off about all their experience and expertise and, and process and how they accomplish what they do. And that's not what selling is about Um, so it's you know the the difference in terms of how to sell like you coach is you as a coach you know you would never show up for your initial client session with a new client and talk 70% of the time but that's exactly what people do in those selling conversations mostly because they're just not comfortable and they're not sure what they should be doing but to your point it's about asking questions um, you know, I always say the best way to look smart or appear smart to someone is not by spouting off all these wonderful things you do and all your certifications and background and experience. It's just by asking smart questions, and that's exactly the point. Um, is that when the when the I'm trying to relate it back to your original question of when it's tough to translate the value into like a dollar figure ROI then it's even more important that you get your prospect or client to articulate exactly what the changes, what that positive outcome, that transformation is going to mean to them uh, in in terms of the you know quality of their life, the you know, and and create the value around that.
0: Very good. So do you have any tips for confidence? Especially when you get to that point in the conversation, you say you, your number and you try to say it with all like, this is the price that it is. And somebody just goes, well, I can't afford that. Um, what, what do you do next?
1: It's a great question. Um, and I, so I always say that in sales, uh, and, and this applies to pricing as well, it's 80% confidence and 20% art. So what I mean by that is that in marketing can be a science, right? Marketing is one to many. It's one directional, whereas sales can never be a science. It's a conversation, right? So it's always an art form. But the confidence level that you approach selling and talking about your pricing can overcome an awful lot of weaknesses or things that you might not do you know exactly the way the perfect way in a sales conversation they should be done Uh, so i i'll i'll say it this way um in my um 30 plus years of you know doing sales coaching training i have seen many top producing salespeople that when you look at what they're actually doing like you you know record their calls and review them um that you you could go you know on the skill part of it like you're doing almost everything wrong but their confidence is so over the top that it makes up for a lot of those kinds of quote unquote mistakes that they could be doing on the sales calls could they get better if they you know added that confidence and some skill yes but um it it really is about confidence and um and that's why this program I created is really designed. If the the main goal if nothing else comes out of it, you may not even change your prices at the end of going through my program, but you will be a lot more confident in the price that you have because now you have some sort of justification and rationale and strategy behind it. So um, the other thing you mentioned is, you know, what happens when people say they can't afford it. And again, that's not, there's no easy button there. But one of the things I talk about in the masterclass is that when somebody says they can't afford it, and this is really true of any sales, quote unquote, objection or concern that, that people raise, is that, it, but it's especially true with can't afford it, is there are infinite possibilities for what I can't afford it means in any conversation. So... and. The important thing to recognize is that when I say I can't afford it and you give me some, you know, scripted response, which is how a lot of old school sales training approaches things, you're not speaking to me. I mean, you might have a one in, you know, 5,000 chance that whatever your scripted response is, you know, hits uh, for me. but. The key is that you really don't know what it means, and and, and the key to that is to ex, ex, ask questions, and explore exactly you know what it could mean. And, and in my pricing masterclass, I you know just give about twelve examples of what I can afford it could mean to a person, um, oh. and you really don't know until you dive in and and explore that a little further. Um, so I do give some suggested responses uh, as, as samples for, for how to respond and how to dig into that. Um, but yeah, it's, it, again, there's no magic, easy answer. I like
0: that answer. That makes a lot of sense. It's true. There's so many possibilities. And from that one sentence, you really can't know what's happening inside their head. So that makes sense. Ask questions. Too yeah. many people are just like, Oh, Money objection doesn't really mean anything, so just blast past it or something, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, it, yeah, and the thing is, is that it truly is an infinite number of possibilities because my version of can't afford it is unique to me, right? My my exact financial situation, my you know, it, it, but but it involves so many other things. Like like one of the big mistakes um, that I that I coach on in this program is is that when people are asked pricing, often they disclose their pricing way too early in a selling conversation. So um, I always say that you should never name a price until the person you're talking to is chomping at the bit to work with you. Because anytime you name a price earlier than that moment, that price is too expensive. And and they're only perceiving it as an expense. Because they're not, they might not convinced be convinced that you're the right person to help them yet. They might not be. They might think you're great, but they're not convinced the program you're offering is 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 right for them. And so, if either of those things are in question, and you name a price, it's too much. So, yeah, that's you know, it's important. And and again, in the program, I you know talk about some ways that you can if somebody asks you, you know, too early in the conversation, well, how much does this cost or what's your pricing Um, ways to kind of redirect that uh, in, in, by using questions so that you're not, you know, it doesn't look like you're evading the question, but it, you know, says, okay, well, you know, before we get there, let's talk about, Um, and, and then, you know, bring in the pricing later when they're, you know, convinced or, you know, I, I always say I use the 80, 20 rule a lot, you know, it, ideally someone's 100% convinced that you're the right person and, you're the, and the, your program is right for them. If they're only 80% convinced, most people will still buy. But if it's anything less than 80% convinced that you're the right person and your program's right for them, then absolutely you're going to hear I can't afford it and lots of other you know uh, reasons yeah, why. working not-
0: really hard for that sale that you might yeah. regret in the end. <laughs>
1: Ex-
0: because yeah. <laughs> maybe they did have a good reason for saying no.
1: Right. And, and right. And and that, you know, if you can use manipulative sales techniques to maybe get clients that aren't right for you, but in the long run, you don't want that anyway, because those are the people who are gonna not do the work that you need them to do to help them, or they're you know, just gonna be the the people who suck more of your time than you know, than than what you've built into your program. Yeah.
0: Well, this sounds like a fantastic program that you've got going here. So how can people learn more about it?
1: Um, Honestly, the best way is just to shoot me an email, jay at fairbrother.com. And I can, I'm doing some workshops uh, that are free to attend here over the next couple of months. People can go to those and, um, Carolyn, and I'll send you a link. So if you want to put it in the notes or, or whatever from this discussion uh, yeah, for anybody looking at it afterwards, we they can access.
0: Perfect. All right. Do you have any parting advice you would like to leave us with?
1: <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, I think the, the other thing to just keep in mind is that um, the that to, to factor in all the costs that you have in creating a program, and I'm not talking about the development costs. You know, um, some people take a week to develop their solution, program, or package. Other people take, you know, way too long, like nine months or ten months or a year in in development before they're ready to roll. So I'm not talking about that time, but all the time it takes then to execute the program. Um, again, just to factor in all of that into deciding about your price, because, you know, again, so many times people think like, okay, well, I have to show up live this many times or this many hours. So I need to make sure I get, you know, quote unquote, compensated for that time. But then they fail to take into account all the time they're spending in follow up. Um, and, you know, answering questions outside of whatever you're offering, the group coaching, the packages, that kind of stuff. So we walk through all of those things. So so last thing is just, you know, you really got to spend some time thinking about all the time that you have to invest in delivering a program. And and an example of that is a lot of people will design a group coaching program and they'll design their price, um, you know, usually willy-nilly, just, you Uh know, randomly decide a price. And then, you know, I always challenge them and say, well, what if only one or two people come into your group coaching program? How are you going to feel about the price you're charging if you don't get the eight or 10 people that it's designed for, right? Especially when you're starting a program out. So again, it may not change anything, but you just have to to come to terms with that because the last thing you want to do is, you know, create this wonderful group coaching program, only make a couple of sales. And then the entire time you're delivering it, you know, you're you're it's almost like you're disappointed in yourself and you're not, you know, totally present and you're not, you know, at your best because you're like, man, I should have priced this twice as much because there's only two people here. So just to get get your head around that.
0: Excellent. That is a good tip, too. All right. Full of great value today. Thank you so much for coming on, Jay.
1: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: All right. And I will see all you folks on Friday.